0: Good morning, and welcome to Our American Heritage. I am Arch Hunter, the host of the program. Our American Heritage and the program, we explore in depth the American experience from its beginning to the present. And today we want to welcome two very special guests, one that you're very familiar with, Lydia Nmodal, who has written Forgotten American Stories and who is co-host of We the Kids on Saturday morning on our radio program. And also we want to welcome Dennis Levitt. Dennis, welcome and thank you for coming this morning. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Listeners, I saw this project a few months ago and it intrigued me. And I'm so glad that we're able to get both Lydia and Dennis on with the Liberty Village and the Academy for Homeschoolers and the lesson plans. So, Dennis, please share with us, before we get into Liberty Village and the story, a little bit of your background, where you're from, your educational background, uh, your likes, your
1: dislikes. Oh, great. Happy to do that. I'm from a little town called St. George, Utah. We're an hour and a half north of Las Vegas, uh, just in beautiful Red Rock country in Washington County, Utah. kind of grew up and raised here. I have a political science degree at university, but I spent much of my profession as a teacher and curriculum designer and writer, focused on religious education and curriculum specifically. I was the vice president of public relations at a company called Balance of Nature. And balance nature's focus is so they're so passionate about America's history, about the Constitution that eventually we undertook this initiative to say, we are going to do everything we can to help promote and educate America's youth and talk about and preserve the foundational integrity of America and all of its goodness. So what started off as a public relations effort has quickly grown. We'll talk more about that during the program, but so my background professionally is in education, curriculum, and also business administration and management. I've had those kind of opportunities over my career. I'm a family guy. My wife and I have been married for well over 30 years. We've got four children, eight grandchildren. I love to golf. We love to travel. We travel around much of the world and just enjoy everything that the planet has to offer, but specifically, we're appreciative to be Americans.
0: Well, thank you. I know that I, this is not a commercial, but my wife and I have been taking Balance of Nature now for about four years. And it's tremendously helped, particularly me, because I'm not a big fan of, of uh, vegetables and fruits, as Lydia knows.
2: I can so, attest to that. He you're... does not eat broccoli. <laughs> Will not touch it. Will not Always touch it. there anybody. on his plate.
0: <laughs> well, Lydia, share with us, please, because... He, Something exciting happened with you and We the Kids a week or so ago, and I was able to see Lydia and Judy this past weekend.
2: Yeah, the We the Kids radio show won an award of excellence from the Pennsylvania Association of Broadcasters, and the awards election was past Friday, and a generous sponsor flew myself, my daughter, who was on that particular radio show that won the award, and her friend that was also with her on that show, as well as another uh, teenager and the president of We the Kids to Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, where we could accept that award. And, of course, I'm a Utahan, and I got to re-meet for the third time, Arch in his on his stomping ground in uh, Pennsylvania. So that was awesome. Great weather was out there for us.
0: Well, and listeners, this is the third year in a row that Lydia and we, the kids, have won that award, so congratulations to you and Judy and for the kids and for Ben Franklin and for for what you are trying to do to help continue to give us the values that we believe that we were created on as a country, and then we want to continue to bring those values
2: back. So- yeah, he he mentioned Ben Franklin because we had a living historian join us at the awards ceremony, and it was a man who reenacts Ben Franklin. He looked really like Benjamin Franklin and he definitely did great answering our questions on behalf of Benjamin Franklin as if he was Benjamin Franklin. So that was pretty awesome. The show that won the award was when the kids interviewed Ben Benjamin Franklin. So that's why he was there. That's how it all relates.
0: And listeners, Lydia's book, Forgotten American Stories, it, it is now at its second printing, correct, Lydia?
2: Yes. And the rest of the title is Forgotten American Stories Celebrating America's Constitution. That's the whole title, because I couldn't fit in, Art, every single forgotten American story in there. I had to narrow it down to those that pertain to the founding of our country as it leads to our United States Constitution.
0: Dennis, so please begin to share with us the background and story of United We Pledge and Liberty
1: Village, please. Yeah, sure. United We Pledge, we were formed in order to help the educational effort specifically. We believe that there's many youth in in crisis and trying to navigate through educational information that's coming their way. And so we wanted to just have some simple, pure education based for 12 to 15-year-olds specifically, although it would apply to all age groups, of course, but specifically focused on the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, the Bill of Rights. We feel so strongly about Americans, especially young Americans, understanding and knowing that history and those documents and feeling passionate and enthusiastic about them. So United We Pledge was formed, and education is our core. As we started to talk about and create curriculums and put together this concept of how we were going to teach and really inspire and, um, and and find, for lack of a better term, young people who would engage, we thought that there were two ways that they would. One is through celebrations, right? What family doesn't celebrate Independence Day or what family doesn't you know, know when Memorial Day or Veterans Day is coming around, right? Well, those are some events that bring Americans together and sometimes they become nothing more than fireworks and watermelon. You know, and instead of focusing on what really ought to be focused on those events. So we determined in order to educate, we would also promote celebrations and make the celebrations educational experiences for families. We also then ran across a little place in Montevelo, Alabama, called the American Village. The American Village is a charming campus. Uh, They bring busloads of fifth-grade students there for field trips, and they've recreated important historic American buildings. And we fell so much in love with the idea that if we could create in the West Coast some iconic replica buildings that would speak Americana in every way, that we could get hundreds of thousands of visitors coming to this campus in order to learn more. So our educational focus has grown now and developed into a celebration plan that's really robust and a destination site that is underway that will attract people from the West. You all have the advantage in the East of having all of those iconic visitor opportunities to go to Williamsburg and to go to D.C. and to go to Boston and walk the streets. In the Western United States, you simply don't have those kind of opportunities and some families can't afford to get their children back there ever. So we're going to bring American iconic buildings and, and all of the, the richness of that heritage here, on the West Coast and a little project called Liberty Village.
0: Well, Dennis, I, I taught public school for 25 years and we're on the outskirts of Philadelphia. So we're very close to Philadelphia. And every year I would pull my students and about 75% of my students had never been to Independence Hall, Carpenters wow. Hall. You know they've never been to downtown um, Philadelphia to see the, the the colonial beginnings of our country, so it, it's a it's a sad commentary. So what you're doing is, is monumental and educational on every level, because our youth is forgotten or is not being taught oftentimes our founding principles and and who we were and what we were and this magnificent miraculous story, uh, and to see it also,
1: so. We're we're and, obliga- and the obligation we have to not only take that history but embrace it and continue to add upon it in its goodness. Absolutely, right? it's not just it's just not about museums and old history books. It's about our lives and needing to actually implement those principles in our lives so that we carry on the tradition of yes. good civics and Americanism in our personal lives and for future generations. Yeah, that's right.
0: So where are you in the building of the Liberty Village at this particular point? And then what is the future plans for Liberty Village?
1: Yeah. So we broke ground on July of 2022 and breaking ground for us means that we have secured a piece of property. It means that we need to get roads and utilities to that property. So we call all that phase one work. We're in phase one of just site development and Again, getting the infrastructure in place so that we could get contractors on the site officially. We've raised 100% of the funds for phase one. So now it's just a matter of working with municipalities, going through all of the procedures that exist when you have building projects of this scope. And um, from July of last year until now, we're still just in that middle of phase one. We plan to start vertical construction and site work on the actual property by September of this year, uh, maybe by October. Again, there's there's always some red tape or things that have to take place. We've raised funds for three of the 20 buildings that we have as part of our master plan. We have a full master planned architecturally designed campus that will span 32 acres in the first five phases. And then we also have eight additional acres as part of the phase six where we can grow into in the future. Um, So like I said, we've done serious fundraising in order to help prepare ourselves once vertical construction begins. That We'll just build buildings as fast as we can fundraise and and have people who want to contribute and help out in the process. We will not go into debt for Liberty Village. We're, We're committed to not leveraging capital, but that seems not only inappropriate but also a little dangerous in today's world because we want to be able to be long-term resilient and so we're just going to build as we can we we anticipate that by the fall of 2024 we'll have three buildings at least completed and that will allow us to start having students and families come on campus by that time but like i said it's a it's a project that will include 20 historic buildings ranging from independence hall and Mount Vernon, Monticello, Saint John's Church, to the Green Dragon Tavern, uh, the Elizabeth Powell Home, uh, the Decoration House, a blacksmith shop, and a bakery, and some of those colonial era, you know, mainstays. will have uh, some tributes and some buildings from Jamestown and some indigenous people, you know, kind of experiences. We, we've got a wide array of colonial America iconic buildings and exhibits. That will help educate the guests who come.
0: And I'm curious then, what is the first building that is going to be built?
1: The Green Dragon Tavern. I think. Yeah,
2: why is that? that
1: Why is that?
2: Yeah, why is that Uh, the first one?
1: One, it's fully funded. So that's (laughs) that's, that's maybe one of the reasons, (laughs) the first one. But two, we just believe it's such an iconic. An important part of the American story is what happened with the Sons of Liberty there. There is no really great replica of the Green Dragon Tavern that exists today. There's a couple of buildings that have that moniker, but none that really look like it would have originally looked like. We think that that will be a great place for our interpretive actors to dress up in colonial style dress, to stay in character so that you could go down the streets and talk with some of our founding fathers and others who stay in character and help create this excitement and magic with education that can take place. So because of what happened there, because of the story, because of the Liberty Tree that we can plant outside of the Green Dragon Tavern and and just feel like authentic America could be had. And it's also a relatively affordable building. If, If you looked at, could we start with Independence Hall we would love that but again this building's funded and so it's it's a great place for us to start at the birthplace of the revolution the green dragon tavern
2: I have a question too so and mine is when it comes to the Liberty tree I'm not familiar with what kind of tree that was and maybe you two do and then the question is is would that kind of tree grow in Utah
1: yeah and answer the question an elm an American elm is what was selected we we know we have to do things a little different here. We're in a desert climate. Liberty Village is not going to look like the eastern seaboard in any way, but we will do our very best in order to match what we can with the water requirements, with the climate kind of experience that exists here compared to the eastern seaboard. Again, our goal is not to try and replace those iconic places or the traditional sites that are the real accurate sites. We're not trying to build museums. We're not trying to all of a sudden convince people when they come into a replica of Mount Vernon that you're now in Mount Vernon and we want to take you on a tour of the building. We're trying to create a beautiful backdrop that's believable and inspirational so that when youth come on campus and families come on campus, they feel gratitude for the nation in which they live, but each of the buildings will be structured in a way that education is a primary purpose. We have an 11 tiered educational plan that we have scheduled for the campus that will include everything from, you know, historical figures to guides and docents to technology to art and literature to theater and music. All of the types of methodologies you can use in teaching, we want to employ at Liberty Village so that it's a really magical, fun place for youth and families to come and feel like they're really gleaning something. Many museums across the nation sit empty and there's not many youth who are saying to their parents when they leave a museum, oh gosh, when can we go back? But (laughs) there are some, there are some places when youth go, they feel invigorated and like they've had a really good time and it speaks to the type of things they engage in and they do want to go back. Well, we think Liberty Village is the creation of our educational plan and the architectural and design plan of the master campus will be something that will be really intriguing and cause people to want to come over and over again.
0: And Lydia, a lot of different areas had a different Liberty tree. So I know yeah. New York had one and Philadelphia had one that not, might not necessarily be exactly what they had in Boston. So it, it's the, as Senna said, it's, it, what it represents more than exactly you know, what the exact tree was.
2: Yeah, thanks for asking that question. That was, that was just intriguing. Dan,
0: who does a lot of your historical research to build these buildings and to train your
1: docents and, and have the education? That is a work in progress, although for every building that we have scheduled, we have what we call an advisory board. We've been on a national search for advisory board members who want to give us their input and direction. We're always looking for more historians who are willing to share their expertise with us. When you start out on a project like this, you only know who you know, right? My circle of friends, my circle of influence is what it is. We don't think that we're going to solve all of the nation's problems, but we're gonna lift where we stand and we're gonna do what we can with what resources we have. But we felt the same way. I'm not an expert who could pull this miracle off, but I'm wise enough to know that I can reach out to experts who so far have been so generous with their time and talent and their wisdom to share with us those things. So in answer to your question, we use an advisory board for each building. And we were using advisory boards for all of our educational components. And if you know anybody who wants to share their experience and passion and love with us, we would love and welcome their input. We, uh, we're very open to ideas. We wanna do it right and we're not naive to the point that we think our voice or our vision alone is how we do it right. This is to be a village for all of America. It's not my village. It's not the Howard family's village who are the CEO and president of Balance of Nature. It's a village that's going to belong to everyone, and we want as much input from everyone as we can. As long as the rule is historically accurate, we're not trying to put a spin on history. We're trying to tell history because there's value in remembering
0: well, Dennis, I know we have one on the phone that's going to be a valuable asset for Liberty Village and also for the lessons. Uh, so, we Lydia,
2: hope so. Uh,
0: <laughs> not, not, we don't. Lydia, we don't hope so. We know
1: so. Oh, no, Lydia. <laughs> we know so. Yeah. And you know that Lydia is part of our educational team helping write our curriculum. And the, the most exciting thing for us right now, when you say, when's Liberty Village going to be done? Well, we're going to build buildings at some point. But But when does Liberty Village start? It's already started. We've we've taken Liberty Village on the road. We went into a school last week, and we take historical interpretive actors who manage the trades that were typical in the colonial era and using those trades as a backdrop, then teach fifth graders principles about the Declaration, the Constitution, the Bill of Rights during this field. You know, we take the field trip to the students before we have a campus where they can come on a field trip. And so we call it our outreach program, and we go to schools uh, throughout the state of Utah and teach fifth graders about those documents. And that's been a well-received program. It's exciting. So Liberty Village is already live.
0: I'm going to go out really on thin ice status because there are millions and millions of people that listen to this radio broadcast I I believe there's someone else that lives in this area that's probably sitting in this room that would be very interested in donating some time and and effort towards your your project and Liberty Village and what you are doing, so...
2: How would, that's, that's my question, is how would people, if there's are the, our listening audience, want to help serve or, or donate, volunteer, etc., your wisdom, your talents, your finances, your whatever, towards this amazing project for out here in the West for the kids here to experience, how do they get a hold of you, Dennis? How do they best reach you, contact you, so that they can say, hey, I'm here and this is what I have to offer
1: the best way is, of course, in today's world, is the website, unitedwepledge.org. On our website, you can see updates about Liberty Village and what's going on. You can see about all of the events that we have. We have a tremendous event coming up, for example, on June 26th to July 4th in Washington County, Utah. We're doing a massive celebration and historical overview about Independence Day. Now, there's not going to be a lot of people travel here, but you could find out everything about Liberty Week is what we call that celebration during that week-long time. You could find about Liberty Village. You could download our curriculum from links from that website. There's a volunteer link that you can write us and say, hey, I want to help. We've had literally tens of thousands of folks who've been willing to donate $5 here or a little bit there. I've always said if I could take the choice between 10 people giving me a million dollars each, or 10 million people giving me a dollar each, I'd take 10 million, give me a dollar. We want everyone to feel like our project belongs to them, that they would always be welcome to come to Liberty Village, that they feel a tangible connection to it. And we can do that through donations of time and resource and efforts and money, but also hope it's okay to say this prayers, if nothing else, pray for us, right? We, We need every miracle we can get in today's world. And we believe in divine providence, and we believe that the work that we're doing is much bigger than us. We're just trying to be good instruments. And like I said, we only have what talents we have. We only know who we know. So we're trying to link arms as a big community and do everything we can to work together to help preserve the rising generation. So unitedwithpledge.org, that's the simple answer.
0: And Dennis is perfectly okay on this program to say, please pray for us. No, We're we're convinced that our country was founded on godly principles and God particularly had a strong hand in our independence and our Jeffersonian democracy and needs to continue to be that way. So you're more than welcome to always say that with us. So and we need to hear that.
1: You know? So we do need to hear that. We need to we need to not be embarrassed or ashamed in any way to know that in God we trust and in this nation the miracle that occurred in yes. order for this great American experiment to take off is as a result of divine providence. So thank you for that. I, again, I, 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 don't want to be careful. I just don't want to ever offend anyone. There's enough animosity and infighting in the nation right now. United we pledge is committed to building bridges and helping us come together, never dividing this group of people. A house divided can't stand. Of course, and uh, as a nation, we need to find ways to link arms. And what we're trying to do from an educational standpoint, from a campus standpoint, and from celebration events is to feel that we're welcoming people in.
0: Yes, well, well, absolutely. You're 100% correct, Dennis. So thank you for sharing this part with us about Liberty Village and the background on it and your involvement in it. And again, listeners. If you ever feel led to be involved, you know, Dennis has given us the website. And then we're going to I have so many more questions for you, Dennis. So thank you for sharing uh, this program. And we're going to continue with Dennis in our next program. So Dennis, thank you for coming on. Thank you for the vision. uh, United we pledge for Liberty Village, for the lesson plans, for the staff and everybody on your board. Wanting to continue to educate we all as Americans. So thank you. Thank you so much. Pleasure to have you. And Lydia, thank you for also coming on and sharing some questions. And we're going to continue in our next program with these two special guests. This is 1180 AM WFYL, Working for Your Liberty.